0: Okay, okay. Hey family. Um, We are back with another podcast and my name is Walek Baje. I'm the leader of Imprint and who do I have beside me?
1: Devante, a part of the leadership team at
0: Imprint. Awesome. 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 And we have some really amazing guests from Dynamis. So do you guys (laughs) want to introduce yourselves?
2: So my name is Eddie Eduardo from Brazil, from Dynamis Movement. I oversee the um, mission schools in Dunamis, so we good. have a DTS, Fire and Fragrance, it's a mission school for three months, Yeah. and also a school called Greenhouse, mm. uh, which was founded with the goal to raise up a generation of revivalists and transformers to really touch and transform society, so, so good. here
0: we are. Yeah, oh, what about you bro?
3: Um, I'm Zach. I'm a missionary from the United States Uh um, called to Europe with Brazilians. So kind of an interesting combo. Yeah, I currently um, live in the U.S., but I'm moving to Brazil next year to help um, just with everything that's going on and and then always planning to help um in Europe with okay. what we're doing in Europe. So with Greenhouse and Yeah. I'm one of the directors of Greenhouse
0: Europe. Oh so great, so great. And slightly um unrelated. Um you asked us a question and what was it before?
3: I said what do you guys
0: think about Kanye? Yeah, so I'm actually <laughs> gonna give it to the music maker himself, Devante. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Personally I, just, I think it's great. You know, someone of his level of like influence just uh bringing people to christ and receiving salvation uh so what do you guys think of it
2: i like the the music close on sunday yeah actually should we say where you guys
0: are from so you're from brazil yeah yes and you are from Tulsa,
3: oklahoma in the middle of the united states middle of the united states
0: and like even in terms of weather you guys are like polar opposites is that right Um, so what's the weather like in tulsa
3: We get all kinds of weather because we're right in the middle. Most famous for tornadoes okay? because we have (laughs) the cold coming from the mountains and the warm coming from the Gulf of Mexico, and we meet right in the middle, and when the cold air hits the hot air, that's what makes a tornado. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So Tornado history right here. (laughs) Tornado history. A
2: little science lesson for you guys.
0: (laughs) What about you in Sao Paulo?
2: super hot yeah so here for me it's like very cold i was (laughs) in the beginning of summer in brazil and then i came to europe i was actually freezing last night yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i'm loving london so it's been worth it
0: it was so funny earlier today um we went to St Paul's cathedral which was amazing um and eduardo said um the hottest place how did you phrase it
2: it was so funny you're, you're, I think you asked, like, how cold is the weather for us? Yeah. And we are saying, like, how cold it was, but the hottest place in London, is the church. Oh, in Brent Church. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> oh, Make some noise. Oh, man. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> if you want to get warm, you got to go inside yeah. the church. Actually, we saw, like, salvations yesterday. Yeah, so good. People yeah. praying the Spirit was, like, yeah. amazing service. So I, I good. just love what the Lord is doing here. Yeah, Healings, so.
0: yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, yes, that's one of the things we want to talk about in this podcast, just about um yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Eduardo, you spoke about the Father's love, Yeah, and you basically he spoke about how um, perhaps because of your, pers- your past um, examples of what you saw as fatherhood, it can sometimes affect the way you see God the Father. Could you just explain that a bit more?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, when, when we're, we live in Christianity, of course God is, is king, he's almighty, he's above everything, he's in heaven. Uh, but the way that Jesus introduced him Is being a father that's the way that he teaches us how to pray our father in heaven yeah so the enemy he tries to fight so much against the family because he knows that if he breaks the image the picture of a father Mm. that will mess up the relationship of a kid with God because he'll know wow. God as king yeah. or God as almighty and, yeah. and powerful, but they yeah. won't relate to him as a father wow. because of this lack of relationship. Yeah. So this happened to me. Um, I had trouble in my childhood with yeah. my, my parent, like my father. Yeah. And when I came back to Jesus, uh, it was because he started restoring my relationship to god the father yeah, so actually so like good. a loving father so that he cared for me he yeah. loves me before the foundation of the earth wow. and stuff so yeah uh, i really believe that the lord is raising up a generation mm. that really leaves mm. it out and understand that they are a child yeah and this is why i was sharing yesterday like yeah. that even jesus he waited for 30 years yeah until heaven opened and wow. he heard this is my beloved son yeah and then he started his ministry so with good. this word of affirmation mm, and love mm. from our God. So this yeah. is why it's so important. And I, I just love talking about it.
0: So good. <laughs> and like, why do you think, um, especially just for like the young generation, it's important to get that affirmation before you even like step out?
2: If we don't do it, if we don't get it, we will do things to be approved. Yeah. yeah. And that's not sustainable that's religion yeah in religion we do things to deserve we do the right to deserve love back to Mm. deserve to be righteousness yeah to live in righteousness yeah but christianity is different yeah like we do it because he first did yeah so every time that we don't get this love, we fall into false religion. Yeah, because we start thinking that it's about our deeds or how much we do. I'm not saying that we don't have to do, but uh-huh, it's uh-huh. all a consequence yeah. of what he did. Yeah. So his his love for me is going to put me in a position that I love him back. Yeah. And this is why I read my Bible. This is why I worship. Yeah. This is why I pray for people. It's out of relationship and love. Yeah. And not of like a must. It's yeah. not a must. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So I don't eat uh, a, a good barbecue because yeah. it's a must. I yeah. love barbecue. Yeah. So it's a pleasure for me. Yeah. That's how going to church should be. Yeah. So good. So I don't go because I have to. It's yeah. because I want to. Yeah. And when I get this love, it, my relationship with the father becomes mm. a relationship of love. So I, I have a wife. Uh, her name is Kristen. Yeah. And I wouldn't like to like go for a date. Yeah if it was a must. <laughs> like you have to. Yeah. Because I'm your husband. Yeah. And sometimes we we're living out of a relationship mm. like with this uh book of rules. Like religion, yeah. yeah. And not having relationship. Yeah. So every time that we don't get this right, mm. this messes up. Yeah. Everything that we do. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And um, I just
0: want to um quickly just ask um Zach and um Devontae um, just a similar question, because I guess, like, you guys um, literally are from two different societies, if we can say that, and do you s- see, like, that father wound um, just with, like, the everyday person, perhaps, um, in your area and stuff?
3: Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I think father wounds are, I mean, I I feel like that was one of the biggest things growing up in the U.S. was just, like... Everyone's got a father wound, and um, and what's sad about it is a lot of people, without even knowing it, and sometimes with knowing it, they exploit these wounds and they count on people having them in order to have some sort of gain or or get something um, or even unintentionally just like getting a response out of people. But um, the father, it's so important that they that they can speak. To their situation, Eduardo was even sharing um, about his, you know, testimony with his own son, and they had maybe a little problem in their in their pregnancy. But it like he spoke to that, and and it was like um, his wife had a vision of of that being fixed, and it was like wow, like like he spoke to it, and the father's like affirmation like, the situation responded to that, mm-hmm. responded to the Father's word. And if we're made in God's image like this, then he created the world the world with what? With words. Like, he, he spoke, and it, it became. And so, um, you know, we don't need to have an overemphasis on that, whether it's, you know, the mother has an amazing, uh, equally pers- amazing role. Um, but there's, I think we talk more about it in the United States because there is more of an absence of the father in the home. And I really believe that this is a tactic of the enemy to cut off the society from that, that father's voice um, because, um, you know, God made the, the father the head of the household and he speaks through the father to the rest of the family. And when you can cut that off, in a way, you've cut off the people being able to hear from god not completely right it's obviously that's why we have jesus as our as our our uh, communicator between us and, and the father in heaven but um but speaking over your children is so um, so important
2: yeah. uh, can i jump in C- can i jump in really really quick uh so many times we are hurt, and we have always two options this is important to understand one hard people hurt people so we don't, if we don't get restored, mm-hmm. we're going to do what people did to us. Yeah. Or hurt people, when they get restored, they restore people that were hurt. Wow. So I grew up and I was hurt. But after 21 years, the Lord started a process of restoration in my life. And now the Lord is using my life to restore people that were hurt by the same womb that happened to me. So if you are hearing me today and you are hurt in your life, I'm not saying that. I mean, I, I know that this is bad for you and was bad, but the Lord can use this to restore other people. And I'm not saying that he caused that he made. I'm not saying that he made it. But he can use that to restore people through the glory of God that yeah, is going amen. to restore your life in the name of Jesus
0: amen. and could you perhaps just touch on um some of those things that you really felt like God just healed you i mean yeah um, I, I mean and how you've seen him like use you to restore
2: okay, so my father he was always working, and uh he would uh deal with like drugs and alcohol. And in many important times in my life, he wasn't there. So like graduation, even in my wedding, like years later, he wasn't there. Uh, like final soccer soccer matches. On the f- we say football here, huh? Yeah. Okay, footballs. I'm so I, I, I'm in London. I should I should say football. You've been hanging out with me too much. Yeah. <laughs> so in the finals, I, I would play soccer, and I remember I was ten years old. I would like give a good pass or a score a goal. And I would look to the fence to check if my father had arrived and he wasn't there. So this type of wounds created in my heart a thinking that God was never with me. So I would do things to be approved by people. So I started to search for approval on other people's lives because I wouldn't find in my father. Does it make sense? So even like teachers or or, uh, older friends, I was searching for a father's figure because I didn't have this. And that put me in a position that I was always fighting for approval. Always. Like the way I dress, the way I talk, the way I walk was always about other people's opinion. So when I found myself, I was living in the fear of the man because that womb put in a position that I felt f- f- very far from my father. So I remember that, that I was far from Jesus, and, and I had this encounter with the Lord that the only thing that he said was like, I want to hug you. Wow. I want to embrace you. And I was like, Father, but, but like God, but I, I'm so like far, I, I, I'm so sinful. And he said, I, I just love you. I just want to be with you. So his love came, and that day was February of 2011. I remember it till today. today. Like my relationship with him was totally changed because I met a father that wasn't away. He wasn't far. He was right there with me. And after that service, I went to my house, and he was there. The next day, I woke up, and he was there. Actually, a book that helped me a lot was... Uh, Good morning, Holy Spirit, by by Him, Because he says about a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God says in Romans 5, that the love of God is released in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So when we have a relationship, not with power, but with the person of the Holy Spirit, He reveals to us how much the Father loves us. That's why the Holy Spirit is super important for our relationship. Jesus waited for 30 years To hear the voice, you are my beloved son, and for the dove to come upon him. And then he started. So just receive the Father's love in your life today. He loves you so much. And I just pray for his love to invade your heart even now. Amen.
1: I think for me, uh, I grew up like in a single parent home. But I was kind of numb to like not having a father, so I didn't really feel it until I got older, when I needed like advice for things on how to navigate just through life, just as just as a man. But um, eventually in university when I found the father, you know the father is omnipresent, so it's like anytime I'd call on him, yeah, yeah. So when I would call on him, he would like the Holy Spirit would just help me navigate instead of leaning like you were saying onto mm. man i would lean on to the father to lead me through the holy spirit and um it made life much more easier than it was before because my mother used to play the role of both the mother and the father but then again you can't rely on her for everything you know so um when i found jesus it just um lightened the load of um reliability mm-hmm. on like man and transferred that dependency onto the father mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah so good. And um, just for like all of us um, in the room, like who are like young leaders and stuff, so on a practical level, um, what do you guys do when perhaps you're speaking to a person or when you're in a relationship with a person that perhaps does have a father wound, like what do you, like what do you say or perhaps what do you do that can, can kind of counteract that?
2: Okay, that's a good question. Uh, many times when we notice a problem. We want to restore the problem Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before building relationship. And this is messy. Because the person is already hurt. Mm. So when I'm hurt, the first thing that I want to do is hide that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So as leaders, the first thing that we got to do to restore people is love. Mm. We got to love before touch the womb. Because we only have... uh, authority to restore people when they feel that we are connected yeah yeah so uh a circumcision was a picture of uh sanctification and separation right yeah and that was done by the father
0: Mm.
2: why is that so important because the father represents love Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can never give your intimacy Mm. to someone that you don't trust wow Right? That's good. That's good. So I'll never open to you if I don't feel it. Mm. If I don't feel there's a connection. Yeah. Yeah. So many times I try to restore people and they don't feel they can trust me. Yeah. So the first thing that I have to do is building a bridge. Yeah. Like, I'm here for you. I love yeah. you. I yeah. care for you. Eye to eye. Yeah. Sometimes we want to touch the wound without like having eye con- contact. Yeah. Yeah. So building a bridge is the first. Mm-hmm. Second, speaking the truth with love. Mm speaking the truth Uh uh sometimes we just make a big deal of it like man uh, i love you you know that i love you we had like coffee together but like we gotta work on this yeah and the truth set us free wow sometimes we don't say the truth and this is the reason why people under us i mean in terms of leadership Mm -hmm. they are uh they're not set free Mm -hmm. Because mm. we don't use the key that the Lord gave us, which is the truth, to that's set right. them free and to operate. Mm. So I'd say love and speaking the truth. Uh, that's why the circumcision is a good picture, because it was the father with a stone. Mm. That means the law. Always a father, mm. always with the word. Mm. So this is a good picture to help people, mm. how to get restored. And as leaders, we can also be very sensitive to... Like, what's the area that they need restoration? Mm. For instance, when I see people that they are always worried about money, mm. Mm. I know there is a lack of revelation of the Father. Wow. Because when we can rest in trials, it's because sometime in our lives we face in the middle of the storm, mm. He was sleeping. Mm. Wow, that's good. The disciples, they were like afraid. Mm. They woke Jesus up. Jesus gets up, rebukes the storm, and they go back into their journey. Mm. So the son was sleeping. Mm. He was resting in the midst of the storm. So every time that myself, I can rest because I have a bill. I have a problem. Maybe I'm facing a trial. Maybe someone that I'm close with uh, is uh, sick. If I can rest, Before doing anything, I go back, I repent. I say, Father, repent me for not trusting you. Mm. I know that you're here. Mm. I know there's provision. Mm. I know there's leadership. Mm. I know there's a way. Mm. I know you can lead me. Mm. I repent for not believing in you. Mm. Now I receive your provision. Mm. I receive your safety. Mm. I receive your protection. And then I go. So 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 it's very important for us to understand Mm. and to help people for them to see this. Because this is so important. Yeah. Otherwise we live by the book yeah. and not
0: by relationship. Yeah, that's so great. That's so great. And I'm um, just going to Zach because... Um, Eduardo. I'm talking too much. No, no, no. It's great. Pastor. I'm joking, I'm joking, man. <laughs> but um, Eduardo basically I, I love you, Bishop. Oh, thank <laughs> you. He's been calling me Bishop since he's <laughs> <it's> met me. <laughs> and I've only actually been can in the I, UK. Can I call you
2: Bishop in a podcast?
0: You can, okay. if you want to. <laughs> I'm not a bishop yet. or <laughs> well, maybe it's a professor <laughs> um, So yeah, the, um, you guys have only been in the UK for 24 hours. Um, so it's been so amazing to have you guys. Um, but I quickly just wanted to ask Zach a question because um, Eduardo spoke about provision. And um, we're gonna talk about um, Miss, we're gonna talk about the ministry that you guys are part of um, in a bit. Um, but just in particular, in terms of provision, like I know that you have been called um, to Brazil, to, um, to Portugal as well as you um, later on like share your story. But what is it like in terms of trusting God with provision? Because even on a practical level, in terms of like flights, in terms of like, you know, you finding accommodation or you um, financing ministry events and stuff like that, how do you trust God with all of that?
3: Man, that's a that's a good question. And I think this is one of the things that I al- always know, mm-hmm. but every time I'm like the children in the the children of Israel in the desert, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like I'm like, ah, oh, where are we gonna get food? It's like falling from heaven, you know, <laughs> like um, but it's it's a faith um journey. It's yeah. always a faith interaction yeah. with that. And I've been on Man, so many missions trips. I started going on missions trips when I was 18. I'm 24 now. Wow, and um, I've been to, man, at the end of this trip, it will be 32 nations Woo. preaching the gospel, Amen. Spreading Amen. Word, uh, leading worship. Um, so that's what I do. But,
0: Zach is an anointed worship. Yes,
3: phenomenal. Man, to God. So good. Good. Um, and, you know, I started off really practical i was a actually a business major in college and this is when i started doing missions so i was like all right i'm gonna use like the model that i'm learning in business school and and this to an extent works but there you come to a point where you're like i'm not i'm not selling a product i'm asking people to partner in what already god is doing and you have to shift your mindset when you're talking about provision and you're asking um, you're really trusting God and you're asking people to help partner with mm-hmm. you in that because a lot of people want to think like, Oh, I'm begging cause mm-hmm. I need their money. Mm-hmm. Man, if you have this, like Eduardo said, like, if you have this revelation of the father, yeah. then you don't have this mindset that you need their money. Yeah. So you, you, you just are waiting for God to choose an avenue. Yeah, and no, if this good. person wants to step into the invitation mm-hmm. to be the avenue by which God accomplishes his kingdom work mm-hmm. in the earth this is blessing everyone so here you're blessing the person who's giving yeah. the person who's being used to yeah. accomplish the work and the person who's receiving the work yeah so good. and um i've had to have faith for amazing amazing things and mm. i uh i'll tell i'll tell this quick story yeah, about um this was one of the bigger moments where the lord was like i really am god i really do have mm. unlimited resources mm. I'm not running out of gold in the streets of heaven. Mm-hmm. If you think about the, if, if, you know, the stories are true and the, the streets in heaven are made of gold, like this is just like, you know, we don't, we don't praise asphalt or concrete or bricks. Like, wow, this is so precious. Like, <laughs> so in heaven, they have so much excess. They wow. just make the sidewalks out of it. <laughs> so, um, I was, I, I I tore my ACL and my meniscus in my knee. I was oh. playing basketball and I had Ooh, the basketball in the world. Pretty bad injury. Not soccer, or football. And so <laughs> sorry, uh, <obrado. laughs> so, um, we, I, I, I was, I was like, I was about to go on a trip. I was about to to live in in um, South America for the whole summer, three months. I was going to Peru, Brazil, Colombia, all these places. And I was like, man, I cannot be hurt. Like I have to get. Either I have to get healed or I got to get surgery like this is and I was at a Bible school at the time and everyone's praying for me. You know, when you go when you get hurt at Bible school, like this is the worst. (laughs) It should be the best. But everyone is like, like, I I mean, you you. can't get to class like you're just being prayed over everywhere (laughs) you go, which is awesome. But. Um, I was like, I've been prayed over. I, uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm in faith. <laughs> um, but I, I, I felt like the Lord wanted me to get the surgery. Wow. I mean, this was so counter to what I really like wanted mm. and had faith for because surgery is very expensive. <laughs> and, you know. And the, this surgery was going to cost a lot of money. And I was already fundraising to go to uh, my trip in the summer. And I just felt peace, though. I was like, okay, God, I'm trusting you. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm going to trust you. And I got the surgery and the surgery went so well. Wow. The doctor came to me after and said, this was the best surgery I've ever done in in 40 years of wow. practice. So good. And, and it was, it was an absolute success. Um, and the Lord was speaking to me about this um, through the story uh, in the Bible of the blind man who got healed um, when he washed his eyes, like Jesus spit in the mud and put it in his eyes. And then he said, go wash in the pool, Siloam, I believe is right and um i was thinking like man like if i was this guy i would not want someone to spit in the mud (laughs) and put it in my eyes and then tell me to walk to this pool Mm -hmm. and i was learning about this story in in bible school at the time and this pool is far away like from where they were this happened outside the temple gate the pool of siloam is like it is not like just a you know 20 you know 20 (laughs) meter walk Like it's, it's like i think it's over a mile and it's in jerusalem like where there's hills and rocks there's no sidewalks it's not paved all this stuff and um the lord i i felt putting myself in that situation Mm. and the guy was rejoicing at the end of that miracle but i was thinking like what was he thinking in that mile walk from from where jesus put mud in his eyes to where he got the healing wow he was probably like, why couldn't Jesus just heal me this yeah. way? Why couldn't it happen this way? Yeah. And I found myself in the same way. Like, why couldn't my knee just be healed when yeah. someone prayed for me? Yeah. Why couldn't it just not have happened at yeah, all? That's good. And, and the Lord said, this is not your responsibility. You are not allowed to ask. Why did it happen this way or this way? Mm-hmm. How is it going to happen? How's my miracle coming? Mm-hmm. Why is my miracle not happening this way? Mm-hmm. Because think about how disrespectful this is. Mm-hmm. The God of the universe is saying, hey, my son died mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. so that you could have the healing, mm-hmm. so that you could have the breakthrough. You could have whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you're wanting to now have conditions on how you receive this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? And... Um, what was crazy is after I got my surgery, I got the, the hospital bill. I got a series of bills actually. It was like three or four of them, but wow. they added all up to $40,000. Hey. This wow. is more than it cost to put me through all of university, wow. which is, it was so crazy. I like, I was just like, wow. And um, the, but a miracle happened. I looked at the bill and it stacks up all the expenses, you know, every detail of every mm. expense and at the very bottom it says um patient responsibility and that's like what you're responsible to pay because there's mm. some things like the insurance pays for yeah. or whatever and you know usually it's still a lot like mm. they have to pay for these kind of things and i look at the bottom and it says zero dollars and zero cents
0: Wow, responsible and wow. i was like what wow, wow. What, so ha- good. what is what is and this i didn't know that would happen beforehand as well yeah wow. i had no
3: idea wow. and and so you know i wasn't about to ask a bunch of questions yeah. like hey i think you guys forgot
0: that's to so bill good. me but wow.
3: um i guess what ended up happening they sent me a letter and they said you qualify for this beneficiary program so that's like one in a million like yeah. no one gets it yeah. and not only did they cover my medical expense for that surgery yeah. but it covered all of my medical expenses for anything that i would have wow. for the next year so good and this is while I'm a missionary in Bible school. Yeah. So if there's someone that just needed like a little cushion just <laughs> yeah. in case something happened, yeah. this is, and, and so I learned I learned all of that and the Lord was speaking to me like, why was it take more faith for you to believe for $40,000 than it did for you to just have your knee instantly healed? Wow. And I knew that it was a bigger miracle to me for God to provide $40,000 in medical expenses wow. for me. And I already believed in healing. I pray for healing. I see it happen in other people's lives. I've seen it happen, the Holy Spirit working it through my own hand. And like, but it was harder for me to visualize like God dropping $40,000 in my lap, but he was preparing me for having to raise more and more money every single year Mm. to go and do what he's called me to do. And he spoke to me in that and said, look, I was training you in the natural here so that you could have the faith to believe, to move to Brazil, to, to move to Europe, to move wherever, to raise these money for the campaigns or whatever to do it, so. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: so good, wow, amazing, Woo! Amazing. Amazing, yeah, Hallelujah. amazing, <laughs> amazing testimony. And um, in the few minutes that we have left, um, could you, Eduardo, describe Dunamis? Yeah. And could you, um, Zach, describe Dunamis Greenhouse? Because I know that's slightly different.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah 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 it's different Greenhouse is cool zach's gonna talk about it soon yeah and by the way we we're talking about provision i just declare provision over you to go to dunamis greenhouse Amen. to come Amen. we are waiting yeah. for you yeah yes. it. uh it's an amazing school uh but i want to talk about dunamis dunamis is a movement that is started a little bit uh, more than 10 years ago mm. in brazil yeah uh, now it's international, but back then it was only yeah. in Brazil. Uh, and it's focused on raising up a generation of young leaders yeah. to the spheres of society. Yeah. So uh, the theologians, they say that only 5% of their Christians, they are called to serve Jesus inside of church. Wow. And Dunamis was born because we want to work with the five, mm. but also with the 95. Yeah. We want to train the next politician, the next voice in media, in arts, uh, in business, in family. We know that the church is on Sunday or Saturday, but we know there's a society out there that they need the kingdom. So So when Jesus prayed, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come Mm. on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. He's actually giving us permission to believe that the same system that operates in heaven can touch society, wow, so not good. only bringing salvation, yeah. but also restoration into yeah. politics, yeah, so like breaking uh, all the bad things in society that, that separates us from the kingdom. So we believe that Dunamis was born to raise these leaders. That's why we went firstly in, in universities. We started, I was actually one of the leaders in university. So I had a small group in my university. We started with like eight people. By the end of my, my university, we had like w- meetings with 200, 300 people. So uh, we are now in 400 universities. spread in Brazil and other nations. Yeah. You, you want, yeah?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to quickly say something because um, I think I saw an Instagram post of when Dynamis first started. Yeah. And had like 10 people yeah. in the room and you guys just had a conference and how many people were in there we
2: we had a conference now with 6000 people 6000 leaders people. and that's in and 10 years yeah and wow. in na- next february we're hosting an event in brazil yeah it's a collaboration of ministries called Sand. yes and we are having three stadiums wow and the first one was crazy we opened the reg- registration and we had like 60000 seats wow. sold in 5 hours wow the stadium, they called us and they said like, okay, guys, you, you guys just broke the record of E2 and Coldplay in <laughs> the city of Sao Paulo. Jesus. <laughs> so we opened a second yeah. stadium. Uh, it sold out in five days and wow, we're now selling sure. the third one. I want to invite you to Brazil yes, yes. for the same February 8th. <laughs> uh, and so we have... Uh, groups in universities. Yeah. If you guys want to open in London, so we good. can help you wow, to so all good. over UK yeah. to touch universities. Wow. We're now having, the, the one in universities is called Pockets, Pockets because sorry. it's a pocket revival inside university. Okay. We have also four schools. Yeah, It's called One Love. Okay. So it's focused on touching schools. Yeah. Uh, so we we so have
0: secondary schools and primary schools. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: We have our mission schools. Uh, greenhouse which is gonna we're gonna talk soon yeah we have worship bands yeah. we have uh, worship schools as well we have an online mission mm-hmm. uh, school mm-hmm. we have a bunch of things happening during this so uh, but it started with 10 people and they're actually like all old, old Japanese people because oh, yeah. it was in a Japanese community in Sao Paulo Wow! so it was very small yeah. uh, we are focused on reaching uh, young leaders wow. and we had like 70 year old, years old japanese wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we cannot despise the small beginnings yeah. uh, if we are faithful to the little the lord can multiply that oh, so we are now experiencing a huge momentum yeah. in brazil yeah. and we know that the lord is also doing something amazing in europe so this is why we're bringing our yeah. schools to europe yeah and we are hoping to be connected to uk and having like revivalists coming to join us in july so i'm passing to my good buddy zach to talk about greenhouse and recruit people come the lord will provide he's your father i'm waiting for you i want you
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um greenhouse um it started off, we had the schools in Brazil, we had a, a couple schools, three-week ministry schools with kind of a similar model yeah. about revival that could be sustained for the purpose of transformation in yeah, society, so reformation good. in society. And so we were experiencing such incredible things in this school. Um, and these were with young um, young adults, you know, 18 to, to 30, and um, realizing like, okay what we're doing is very special yeah and it's like we can't just keep this in brazil and um one of the leaders of dunamis his name is felipe he is really focused in europe and he had a vision of uh, a wave that was spreading from brazil over the south american countries and when it hit north america became a tsunami And Uh the tsunami traveled across the Atlantic, crashed over Europe, and then into Africa. Mm -hmm. And um, he felt in this moment, okay, I need to focus on um, this vision. He felt so strongly. So he actually moved him and his wife to America. And then from there, they had been traveling to Europe a lot. Um, And I met him after a three-week ministry school to go to Europe on a missions trip. And this is where we started planning for the Greenhouse School, um, which is a similar model for what we have now in um, Brazil, Mm -hmm. a school of revival and reformation Mm -hmm. that are focusing on 100 percent of the body of Christ. Mm It's a ministry school, but it's not just for people who want to be pastors and worship Mm. leaders Mm. or these kind of things. Mm. Actually, we encourage people like stay in your sphere of society Mm. and bring the gospel to that because the lost people are not in the church. You know, like they're they're out out of it. Mm. That's why and we talked about Kanye West briefly, but that's why it's so crazy what's happening, because he got saved outside of the church Mm. and he's not ministering in the churches, (laughs) you know. He's bringing that, and that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. I mean, this is a a classic case of what we would dream for a greenhouse to become, where we're planting revivalists all over the spheres of society, Mm -hmm. people in politics, people in art and media, people in business, Mm -hmm. people in government, people that are changing the spheres of society they already hold influence in. Now, come to the greenhouse. Get built up with how I really understand and interact with the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the love of Jesus and actively bring that to people that are lost, that are hurting, that are dying, that have no hope. And, and you're not asking you to be a pastor. We're asking you to be an artist. We're asking you to be, to be a a politician, to be a businessman and use the kingdom principles to truly change and to truly
0: shake up what's Mm. happening in Mm. those areas. So good. So good. And did you want uh, to say
2: something? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it would be good for it to say the dates yeah, and how I'm they can apply and yeah, how sure. they can join us. So yes.
3: you want to be a part of this amazing school. It's going to be in the Netherlands this year. And we're having it um, in July from the 19th to the 26th. Um, you can go on our Instagram, um, Dunamis Greenhouse Europe, mm. and the application will be in the bio. You can mm. follow us and follow along with what God is doing. And um, if you're in Europe and you're following us on Instagram, we might actually even be coming to a city near you right. to do a tour. Right now we're in London. That's why yeah. we're even here, you know, we're coming to spread the news about about Dunamis Greenhouse, about so what God's doing in Brazil and how we can use that as a momentum to see really the
0: rest of Europe um, on fire for God. Yeah, so good, so good. And um, I just wanted to ask Eduardo, if you could just um, leave us with what you feel like God is just doing prophetically. Um, especially just with like young people Mm -hmm. um, all over the world and stuff like what do you feel like has been stirred up
2: i believe that we are in the beginning of uh, a great awakening in the church Mm -hmm. and this is going to lead us to the biggest wave of salvation that the nations have ever seen before yeah yeah uh, I believe it's a season of Isaiah 61. Yeah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me yeah. because he anointed me to preach the good news. Yeah. So the anointing the, uh, always comes for a purpose. Wow, so good. It's not only for our benefit mm-hmm. or to enjoy the fire. It's yeah. actually to transform us and to empower us to change society. So, so I believe that we are in the beginning of Acts chapter 2. Mm when the holy spirit comes upon the church mm-hmm. verse 14 peter stood up and he preached the gospel with mm-hmm. boldness yeah. so when the glory of god comes in the church we got to stand up and proclaim it yeah. and and preach it yeah. so i believe that we are getting together as the disciples they were together yeah. the lord is uniting the church he's bringing unity to the body yeah. through conferences to church to church services to small yeah. groups he's bringing unity for a great outpouring of the spirit Mm. and this will empower us to preach the gospel with signs wonders and power to reach the lost and to bring the lost back to the father's arm so So i really believe it's a season of awakening and salvation and i believe that in the next five years we're going to look back and we're going to see that much was accomplished Mm. in this continent Mm in terms of reviving revival in churches yeah. and salvation of the lost. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you to preach the gospel to Amen. your family, friends, workplace. Yeah. And the Lord will pour out a, an amazing anointing in the church to accomplish the Great Commission. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys for listening. And we'll,
0: yeah, you'll hear from us soon. God bless. God bless you. Bye.